As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. And what's up, Obscurians, and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media that we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me, he's uh, my 3030 to me, Brave Star. It's. <laughs> hey, it is uh, Yahel. How are uh, how are you doing, Stephen? Uh, did you uh, shoot anybody today? I know you're get a, You got a quick trigger finger from uh, Ab- what I understand. Absolutely not. I don't use guns unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm, <laughs> you're the you're the trigger I... happy one. Um, if, if you're thirty thirty and I'm Brave Star. You're the trigger happy one, and and could you please turn well, into a horse already? I don't already? even like guts. I don't even like guts. Well, I was disappointed that Brave Star never used his gun in this episode, because as yeah, oh, my, see my point exactly. You're right. the gun freak. I'm not a gun freak. I just like them cinematically. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I don't own a single gun. I don't even have a Nintendo Zapper anymore, uh, or even a Sega Menacer, for that matter. <laughs> Although, man, I wish I did. But uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, in case you couldn't read the, uh, the thumbnail or the title of this podcast, we are covering the 80s cartoon um, Brave Star. Uh, have you ever watched an episode of Brave Star in your life? Uh, I feel like I might have caught it before at a friend's house that I grew mm-hmm. up with. Mm-hmm. Was I personally uh, a Brave Starette? Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> No, I uh, Brave Starette. That sounds uh, feminine. I don't think uh, I don't think uh, that's the the what they want to be called, huh? And Brave Star and Starites. Brave. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that would make more the sense. The Brave Starriers. Um, I don't know. The Braves. Yeah, I, I, da, da um, but yeah, no, no. I I I really didn't remember much about it, but I'm I must have watched it because I mean I, I definitely recognized. And remember the voice of the, I almost called him the dog, the uh, the furry's wet dream known as 3030. <laughs> I remember his voice and Bravestar's voice. But what, what about you? you uh, about? <laughs> you're into this horse stuff, right? I mean, I loved uh, Bravestar when it uh, came mm-hmm, out all mm-hmm. the way back in 1987. Um, I mean, then I was... Yeah, I had no idea it came out like that long ago. I thought it, I thought it was like maybe early 90s. I didn't realize it came out in the year of our Lord, Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> nope. It was the last thing that uh, the production company uh, Filmation uh, produced, which, um, as we are about to see, also produced your beloved uh, Star Trek, the animated series. I don't know. Have you ever watched any episodes of that? Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. It's like the only Star Trek series I have it. I hadn't watched, so mm-hmm. I started watching it maybe like six months ago. But I'm only like eight or ten episodes in because I'm trying to like you know let make it last. <laughs> sure, but uh, sure, it's actually, I would say it's surprisingly good. And some of these episodes are better than the actual episodes from the original series, <laughs> the live action one. I, I'm not even saying that to be like funny or whatever. 
No, I mean, I be- like, I believe you because you can tell the budget was like nothing though. Like, like there's I've never seen so much reused animation. Oh yeah, uh, I mean they uh, they definitely subscribe to the Hanna Barbera philosophy of like reusing uh, backgrounds. I mean, and as you're gonna see, there's time travel in this episode coming up. Uh, but no, I um I love uh, filmation shows. I l- I really like that style of animation as we're gonna see. I mean. I know I watched He-Man. We we already discussed He-Man. Well, the crappy version, uh, the new Avengers. I mean, you you watched original He-Man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. around. Yeah, I really liked that, and the even the filmation Ghostbusters. Uh, I watched that. Um, did you ever see an episode of that? The one with the monkey. Uh, I. I... Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't like that show, but I, I, I think the same friend I, I'm thinking of that watched Brave Stars, the one that watched the real Ghostbusters. Anyways, I'm not friends with I, him I anymore. should be doing a podcast with him. I mean, he knows all about it. You should. It. He loves filmmaking. You should. He's, he's got bad taste, too. Yeah, you love it. <laughs> shots fired. Watch out. Um, but uh, yeah, You'd like for some shots to be fired, you gun nut. <laughs> well, that was, see? man, Marshall Brave Stars gun is awesome uh and i think that was probably the i mean i was raised on cowboys and indians or cowboy shit as uh what's his name uh what's the guy that i don't even like hangman 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 Page. page yeah yeah i mean i was raised on that stuff so when this thing came around uh, I mean, it was uh, I was the right age and I was all in. Um, and then, of course, there's also I mean, this thing, in case you're not familiar with Brave Star, it is a genre. It's a space Western. It's a mix of basically uh, it's Western and sci fi uh, genres. And um, I don't know. It's um, I feel like there was a lot of stuff like that going on. And if you didn't watch it from the beginning, you kind of had like no idea what was going on with the world like (laughs) kind of like thundercats it's like i never knew like what was going on in the world of thundercats it's just they were there like battling those bad guys and um Mm -hmm. and that was a that was enough um but uh but yeah i even had a marshall brave star action figure never had the gun but i did have the action figure and have you ever seen them they're huge they're eight inches tall no, I've never seen him. I wonder what he's trying to compensate for I was with his gun say, and I his giant think, action figure. I don't think you could handle eight inches, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to guess Steve is going to uh, recommend the show uh, to be remembered. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's, uh, let's dive a little further into the world of Brave Star. Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty, alright, so oh man, what the let me roll back my notes here. Um Alright. So Brave Star, season one, episode one, The Disappearance of 3030, um, is the episode that we'll be watching today. Brave Star itself ran from 1987 to 1989, 65 episodes, one season. And uh, now, if you were watching this, uh, why do you think this uh, cartoon was created? I, w- I don't know. I mean, were horses big? Is this like supposed to be like a competition to like my little pony like a like a more aggressive i i really have uh no idea what this is you're overthinking it you the answer is to sell toys right oh yeah 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 Yeah. of course 
Well, actually, uh, and so you would think that Mattel made the action figures and then came to Filmation and asked for some cartoons to be made. No, 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 you hell. It is the other way around. Filmation made uh, Brave Star first, and then they brought it to uh, Mattel, and like some uh, few changes were made, and uh, and then Mattel just went ahead and released the action figures first anyway, uh, for some reason, and then everyone just assumed it was there to um, to make toys, but they just wanted to tell a good story, you hell, about space cowboys in space in New Texas. About how Texas, uh, even in the future and in space, if you name a territory Texas, it'll be a shit show, basically, <laughs> uh, is what I've taken away. Because uh, the planet that they live on, what's it called, New Texas New or Texas, something like that? that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's a lot like uh, old Texas. Well, um, well, the thing that I can't believe is how... Um, what am I look like level-headed uh, Marshall Brave Star is because every person from Texas I ever met like can never stop talking about Texas. <laughs> like, but but you have to remember though he's uh he's like a not a na- native to New Texas because he just arrived one day according to the theme song. Right, uh, it's true, and um, he, he's he's from one of the northern uh, planets <laughs> where. It's weird. I actually, they show his origin in the movie, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, we're watching the pilot episode, which is available uh, for free on YouTube, along with basically all of the episodes and the movie of uh, Brave Star. And um, let's see here. And the, the way Brave Star came about is that, uh, you know how we were mentioning uh, Filmation's Ghostbusters, right? Um, well, uh, yeah. during development... They, I guess, for a, a bad guy or a ghost in Ghostbusters, they came up with that uh, the villain, which isn't even in this episode, called Tex Hex, and then the uh, one of the people at Filmation liked them so much, they're like, oh, why don't we just make an entire show just basically around this guy? So Brave Star's villain came first, and then they made uh, Brave Star and the rest of it uh, all around it, uh, which I found oh, pretty interesting. interesting. Yes. Um, so moving on here. Yes, uh, this episode premiered September 14th, 1987. And uh, here's the synopsis. 3030 and Brave Star have a fallout over 30's trigger happiness. 30 goes back to the temple where he met Brave Star and finds a strange horse spirit who offers him to travel back to time before he met Brave Star. It was really hard to read that without cracking up. How many how many strange horse spirits have you encountered uh, during your time on this earth? You know, I, I can't say I've encountered that that many, uh, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Not even in Puerto Rico, huh? Not even at the castle. <laughs> all right. That's for our Ebor City listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all one and a half of you. All right. So the directors here are uh, Lou Kashivas. And he has directed such classics as Mighty Mouse, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, Filmation's Ghostbusters, He-Man, and She-Ra, and uh, this other fellow, Tom Tartanowicz, is credited as a director because a lot of the uh, footage that he directed from the Brave Star movie ended up in this episode, as we were saying, Filmation likes to uh, recycle (laughs) a lot of their uh, footage, as they should. And he's directed such stuff as Biker Mice from Mars, RoboCop Alpha Commando, both which we've already covered, uh, The Incredible Hulk, and uh, Garfield and Friends. 
And uh, this was uh, written by a team or a duo of writers, starting off with Don Heckman, which great last name. Uh, he directed <laughs> uh, Godzilla, Saturday Morning Supercade, He-Man, uh, He-Man and She-Ra Christmas Special, and once again, Filmation's Ghostbusters. And of course, we have uh, my, uh, I guess you could say he's a stalwart here at um, Obscurity Now, Bob Forward. He always moves the plot forward. He directed mm-hmm. uh, Wildcats, Ultra Force, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Exo Squad, Biker Mice from Mars, and Savage Dragon. All those we've covered, except for TMNT, because they're too successful and too popular. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, as I've already mentioned several times, this was uh, produced by Filmation, who did Star Trek: The Animated Series, He-Man, She-Ra, Ghostbusters, Zorro, Fat Albert, uh, Flash Gordon, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, should I do the? Uh... Oh wait, no. There's actually a start another Star Trek connection in the uh, voiceover. Yeah, right? there's two more. Okay, we'll wait for yeah. that. All right, take it away with the cast there. All right, so first up, uh, I'm going to start with Susan Blue. Uh, Susan plays the voice of Judge B. McBride. She is not an actual judge, just her first name is Judge. Um, (laughs) Oh, historic notice in the chat. He just put in all caps, on the planet of New Texas. So I guess he was a fan of the intro. Nice. But uh, yeah, so she's still, uh, well, the last thing she did was... um, in 2018 uh but a lot of voiceover work in cartoons a lot of curious george uh a lot, a lot of cartoons with animals in it uh so you know very on brand <laughs> but you have to mention that she's uh the voice of uh, rc from transformers like the one female transformer which i don't know how robots can have genitalia but apparently from uh in back in the 80s transformers they did yeah, well, I'm sure somebody did market research and was like, hey, we can sell these to uh, young girls. <laughs> and suddenly the robots were able to have male and female. There you go. Um, she was also in uh, Mrs. Shepard and Friday the 13th, the new uh, blood or whatever. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, all right, moving right along, we've got, oops, lost my note here, Pat Fraley. He stars as Marshall Bravestar. And this, again, another guy that's done uh, a ton of voice acting. He's got a great head of hair on him even now, yeah, so good for I him. Agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really fantastic head of hair. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of cartoons. Um, you know, I'm sure you remember him from WWE Slam City. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Is that a video game? Uh, no, it, it was like a cartoon. Slam City. It was like, it was like one of those early WWE network shows. Okay. Uh, okay. It's terrible. <laughs> I bet. Uh, Most stuff on there was. Anyways. Yeah. Moving right along, we've got Ed Gilbert, who plays the voice of 3030. Um, he, I think, is not around anymore. Maybe he, re- oh, no, he died in 1999. Mm. Um, I almost said good for him. Uh, that's, that's why would I say, do you that? wish you were dead too? You hell, is that what you're saying? No, no, no. But maybe he did again. Good for him. If he did, uh, anyways, <laughs> he send it to the next realm. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> He's doing a bunch of stuff, uh, including duck man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, tons and tons of stuff. Uh, Wait, I want to add a we... few for Ed here. Stuff that I think is important. Freakazoid that we will cover someday. Uh, he was Superion in uh, Transformers and Thrust. Uh, and these are actually from Transformers the movie. Uh, Thrust? Is that a movie or? <laughs> it's a Transformer. 
Oh, I've, 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 no, I've never heard him. Oh, uh, are you sure it's not a... Uh... Is he the one that was with uh, RC? <laughs> it's a, Actually, it's a Cinemax erotic thriller. <laughs> Animated wow. for some reason. Sounds like a Transmorphers uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. plot for oh, their like, Transformers spin-off. That reminds me. We should cover that. We, we need to cover that. And I started watching like the opening of Shark Side of the Moon. Man, it looks fantastic. We've got, we've got okay. to cover that. But anyway, all right, take, all right, take it away. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I'll never forgive you. Um, <laughs> there's somebody named Lou Schmeim- Scheimer mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and Erica Scheimer. They're listed as credits only. I don't know what voices they played. But then we also have Charlie Adler, who has been in a million different things. Some things that we've covered, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to – I know he's like Starscream. I think that's like the one thing that we always talk about with him. Um, but he was also in Star Trek Online, Steve. And then we've got Alan Oppenheimer. Wait, wait, wait. You're mentioning Star Trek Online, and you gloss over the fact that this man was Cobra motherfucking commander in G.I. Joe we've Renegades. We've talked about that before. And G.I. Joe Res. Yeah, but people need to know. And Eek the Cat. Right. And one day we're going to cover SWAT Cats. He was in SWAT Cats as well. All right, we're going to cover all of Steve's feline, uh, his favorite feline. You're the cat cartoon. man. I have a I child. There was anything You're wrong. the cat man. I did not say there was anything wrong with those cartoons. <laughs> I, lo- I liked Eek the Cat as a kid. I bet you Wait, wish your cats could transform like 3030 does. Wait, didn't we already cover Eek the Cat? Yeah, we, I mentioned, I said that. <laughs> are you, where are you? <laughs> you know what the problem is? I didn't get high. I haven't had any alcohol. <laughs> Although yesterday I was at a whiskey convention, so I did drink during the day. But then I stopped like at 530. <laughs> so the problem is that you're too sober. Wow. I'm too wow. sober for too long. You know. You should watch the show Louder Milk. It's really funny. Anyway, moving on. All right, moving on. We've got Alan Oppenheimer. We, we don't know what voice he did, but I'm pretty sure it's the very shrill voice of the worker like the receptionist at the um police station. his name is fuzz and they're the little um they're like ah, i forget what they're called they're like mole i've got it written down here they're like little mole people who basically mine the there's like a uh, mineral in new texas that makes all the people go to it including the bad people and yeah they're the indigenous people of new texas basically okay well, um, Alan Oppenheimer, probably best known for the voice of Skeletor originally, mm-hmm. original Skeletor. He is involved in the um, new He-Man, Masters of the Universe. In the 2016 one, he was Skeletor. In the new one, which I haven't watched it, but um, he's King Grayskull. Mm-hmm. 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 So I, I guess that's the new bad guy or whatever. I don't know. Um, but uh, also, Steven, did you know that he was in... Star Trek Voyager. I did. Um, okay, did you know he was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine? I did. Did you know he's in Star Trek Starfleet Command Volume 2 Empires at War? Let me see. <laughs> All right, I didn't write that one down. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, you got me with that one. <laughs> All right, he was also in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't have even brought him up because he's come up before, but I missed those last two Star Trek credits somehow in the past. And that is our cast. All right. And, and that's our Star Trek connections, yes? Yes. All right. Yes. Here it goes. Uh, we'll let the dog out while you run the bumper. <laughs> ah! Oh, no. We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! All right. He's 
who let the dog out? I guess you hell did. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> uh, all right. Professional show. <laughs> did I hear the sound of the dog transforming into a man dog? Hello, you hell. Let's fight crime together. <laughs> he turned into a rough mug. What's up? That dog's into the detective dog, Ruff McGruff. Oh, McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ruff McGruff. <laughs> that was pretty close. I, apparently, he never talked you out of committing any crimes. <laughs> no, right. I guess not. Well, it's easy. Not all of us can talk our way out of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you. That's a story for another time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we must have told it on here before, but all right. Anyway. Okay, so here we go into uh, Season 1, Episode 1 of uh, Marshall Brave Star, The Disappearance of 3030. I love the opening uh, Filmation logo. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of uh, nostalgia for this show. Um, I love the, uh, the Brave Star logo when there's like a branding iron that like stabs into the logo and then it basically turns into making it look like Tron or something. What do you, th- what do mm-hmm. you think of that? It's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's an interesting mashup of like, you know, old western style with like space, but also kind of a bit of a like cyber, yeah, like Tron. I was gonna say cyberpunk, but more like Tronish kind of aesthetic. So I think you're right. It, in it's a, saying cyberpunk for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's an interesting mashup. Uh, sometimes it works great. Sometimes it's just. Uh, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. One um, of, but yeah, that that branding thing was pretty cool. One of uh, Brave Star's rogues gallery is like, I don't know, basically a cyborg. Keanu guy. Reeves. He's, what? It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. He's in Cyberpunk, oh, the game. Right. Oh, oh, uh, wow. Okay. That that reference was not obscure enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, know he's a guy who basically has like a gun for a hand, uh, as you do. I mean, it was the '80s, right? Uh, sure. So the, the theme kicks off, and uh, you mentioned earlier the voices of Lou Scheimer and Erica Scheimer. And Lou Scheimer is the founder of Filmation, and he is obviously, he's the male vocals in the opening here. And his daughter, Erica, is singing the female part. Isn't that just nice? Oh, interesting. <laughs> so can you uh, describe the theme and tell me what you think about it? Um, well, lyrically, uh, so it, it's like you've got one guy that's like announcing, mm-hmm. kind of explaining the plot, uh, mm-hmm. the setup and the plot, mm-hmm. like how this is New Texas and Brave Star showed up one day and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, and then occasionally she just goes, Brave, it's her that sings Brave Star, right? right? Yeah, she sings it and he talks it, basically. Yeah, he's like talking and she's, she's like, Brave Star. Brave uh, Star. I, I don't know. <laughs> It was, it's okay. It, I, I think it's probably good that they have like this guy explaining everything every episode for for little kids, mm-hmm. but um, it, it was not very memorable as a theme. Well, I still. But then again, in the chat, I mean, historic nerd did immediately yell on the planet of New Texas, yeah. which is one of the things that they say in the opening theme. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember it to this day, uh, composed by Frank Becker, uh, who's known for such classics as American Kickboxer, Monolith, and Perversions of Science. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I love that theme, and uh, it still echoes in the, the caverns of my mind. 
Um, but uh, moving on. So, yeah, but, I mean, plus we've already talked Keep about talk. how um, in the this is a very of the time kind of theme where they basically just uh, explain everything. Uh, you know, you got that in G.I. Joe. Uh, in the original RoboCop animated series, they uh, explained the plot for that as well. Uh, I mean, I I think it's perfect, more or less, for a '80s filmation uh, cartoon. Um, <clears throat> and um, I could sing a little bit of it right now, so it's just all. Left. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think the theme is bad or anything per se. Mm -hmm. I just wish that there would have been like. I would rather they would have like had like a catchy tune mm -hmm. to explain. Like you can use the same lyrics, but or get into a song or something. You know, something catchy. Yeah, I gotcha. Because the music, I, I don't even remember any of the music. I remember like the cadence of the guy talking mm -hmm. and the occasional brave star. Yeah, the chorus. Thing, but... I mean, that's all you need. Uh, I mean, with uh, GI Joe, what do you remember from that? It's you basically remember you fight. G.I. Joe, Brave Star. I mean, I don't know. It's just there to to get stuck in your head so you go out and buy more toys, more or less. <laughs> so uh, the show... In the chat, uh, I think Historic Nerd looks very offended. He said, excuse me, shouting Brave Star over and over isn't catchy. Hey, well, it's better than some of the themes we've run into lately, like RoboCop, yeah. Alpha Commando, and Stripperella, where they just basically sing the title of the song over and over again, and then there's nothing else added in. They don't yeah. even bother to explain the plot or anything. And, and why did the Stripperella theme song end with Stan Lee like just licking his lips? <laughs> it just ends with... <laughs> Man, that is... The sad thing about Stripperella is that's been one of our more popular episodes lately. <laughs> Way more popular than California Dreams. Um, but, uh, but people well, just can't get enough uh, Brave, of animated hopefully Brave Star porn. here reach. Hopefully Brave Star here reaches the furry uh, uh, equestrian community. Hopefully. Hey, I mean, we'll, we'll take them. Anyone is welcome yeah, to listen we to. We welcome every, anyone and everyone. I mean, after all... I was a mascot myself, so, you know. Yeah, he's he's one of you, one of us, <laughs> one, one of you. I mean, I never got sexual gratification off being um, Homer Simpson Steve, or Shrek. Steve, but... I'm an ally, okay? <laughs> this is a safe space. All right, the way you live your life is, uh, is uh, your business. As long as you're listening to Obscurity Now, that's all I care about. That's right, that's right. All right, so the show kicks off. Um, the, the theme ends and we see some uh, pretty awesomely uh, animated like shots of uh, space, like planets and whatnot. And uh, I was actually just watching the Brave Star uh, movie and this was reused from that. Because, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but when it opened up on this, I was like, wow, this is pretty decent looking for a for a TV cartoon. I don't know. What it, do you think? It is decent looking, but there's way too much going on. Also, like, space is not this busy, in, you know, like, in, in such a small section of it. Like, there's, like, a spinning. And by the way, and everything is, like, too close. Like, you have a galaxy that's just, like, spinning very rapidly. So, like, you know, for for that, which, you know, galaxies spin. But it's, like, you can't, like, you know, view it with the naked eye. Like, it actually spinning and planets are way too close. The, like, the gravitational forces, Steve. Hello. This is Hello? <laughs> this is a pulpy science fiction cartoon for kids. They're just making sure that they don't walk away from the TV, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think kids should be like given the impression that a giant planet can be 30 feet from another, you know, 
uh, planet or, or moon or whatever and not have one be in the orbit of each other or have some kind of gravitational forces at play here. You're right, you hell. You're, you know, uh, the government really wasted their money on D.A.R.E. What they should have been doing was teaching kids the real facts about space because that could really yeah, hurt well, someone. I just, exactly. I'm glad you agree, Steve. <laughs> No, but I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, it, it's definitely, a, it's it's well done shot. I mean, scientific inaccuracies aside. Um, There's a talking horse in this cartoon, a talking horse. I mean, but it's it's the future, Steve. Who knows uh, what we have done to, to you know, with horses and, and their DNA. Uh, gravity is a force of nature. It's, you know, one of the forces of the universe. You can't change it. Wow, I can just see the, the cartoon you're going to make. Just you sitting around reading a science textbook. <laughs> that's it. But but I'm animated. Yes, that's it. All right, all right. Moving on here. Okay, so now we um, the camera takes us basically to New Texas. Um, uh, we're basically in a, a ravine with a brave star and his horseman, thirty uh, thirty. Now, did you ask yourself what on earth or why they named this character thirty thirty? Uh, I assumed like they were just big fans of like the ESPN sports docu series Thirty for Thirty. Is that? <laughs> oh wow, close, but no, no, way off. Uh, it's uh, his name is a reference to a thirty thirty Winchester cartridge. <laughs> oh, of course, made for a course, rifle. Steve. Well, I mean, come on, man, you love guns. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a gun guy. Um, anyways, we have Creative KV's corner in the chat. Just wanted to say hello. He said, "What's up, guys?" He also said, "Being a real man means arriving late, but not admitting to it." No, no fear. fear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but no, hey, you're you're right on time as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so basically, Brave Star just to set the scene, he says that uh, they're waiting for this uh, like gang of coyote men who just robbed something yeah. or other. They have to come through this ravine, so he and 3030 are going to try to get the drop on them. And 3030 is all like, oh, man, I'm going to blast him with my big gun. And uh, Bravestar says he's been too trigger-happy lately uh, and that Bravestar only believes in using guns when it's absolutely necessary. And uh, as someone who's pretty good friends with uh, two guys from Texas, I don't think a Texan has ever uttered those words in his entire life. Uh, but uh, who knows? Well, again, Brave Star though is not from New Texas. Right, right, See, right. Exactly. You know, the as a as the opening theme that's supposedly catchy it lets you know uh, <laughs> that one day he just showed up mm -hmm. to clean up New Texas. But uh, yeah, it's so funny. This is like good cop talking to. Uh, modern a uh, current day cop yeah. <laughs> like, like 30 for 30 is lamenting basically not that brave star doesn't want him to shoot first and ask questions later so this is the most realistic interpretation of the police so far <laughs> that uh i've seen in any of the uh cartoons uh and maybe even shows we've watched it's it's, it's very possible uh but uh i i don't know i, I always wondered why like they went with this as their pilot episode. And then even in the opening here, like having Brave Star, you know, basically denounce uh, gun violence since the big selling point of Brave Star was his gun. Like, I feel like maybe it was for like the censors of the time or something. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if it's for the censors of the time because like the whole episode 30 for 30, 30, 30 is like he won't shut up about how much he loves shooting 
and well, uh, see, solving problems with guns. Thirty thirty and... is a loose cannon, but Brave Star is a guy you can look up to. Like he solves problems with, I don't know, his the strength of the bear and the speed of the puma and all that I, stuff. I, I do agree. It is like a weird because the lesson of the show, the episode is supposed to be that friends are gonna like have disagreements sometimes, mm-hmm. and you got to kind of work through them. And you and sometimes you're just not gonna agree on stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a fine lesson to teach the kids. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I don't think using like whether or not you should shoot someone to first and ask questions later as like the thing to disagree on is like a weird choice. You know, it could have been something else. You know, uh, I, I they, they could have done they could have said he just like punches people first or something if they wanted to like have it be violent. But the gun thing, like, just very weird. Hey, well, you know, sometimes even even Brave Star has got to use his fisticuffs, you know. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I, I got some opinions on the lesson at the end all right. that they give us. So 30 says he only does what it takes to get the job done. And then the Coyote Men on their, like, flying hover horses, they fly towards Brave Star and 3030. And Bravestar uses the speed of the Puma to head off the Coyote Men. Now, this is the first time you see Bravestar use one of his, um, you know, special powers. Do the transformation effects, uh, do they remind you of anything else? You know, they they did, but I couldn't quite put my, like, finger on it. Mm-hmm. They, what did it remind you of? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I'll just tell you what it is. I mean, because, all right, I didn't know at first either. I was like, man, that looks very familiar but basically, it was reused from the Battle Cats transformation in He-Man. Mm, like okay. The backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That makes sense. All right. So uh, thirty shoots for some rock. Like basically, the guys are they're uh, driving away on their hover horses. Brave Star's running after them, and Thirty's like, "Oh, they're gonna get away! I gotta help them out." Uh, so he. Yeah, you do a pretty good. Uh, you do a pretty good. Uh... <laughs> 30. 30 30 i guess 30 30 isn't too far removed from donkey and shrek yeah it's true yeah i guess they're both equine i suppose yeah for those that don't know uh for a while uh steven here did the voice of donkey for shrek not in the movies um, At universal studios in florida and in singapore it's the uh peak of my career i mean aside from this podcast of course of course by the way in the chat i do want to mention historic nerds uh said when you have the strength of the bear Bro, who needs guns? Yeah. So yeah, uh, hell yeah, no fear, so, no fear. But like, you know, thirty thirty is like a cyborg um, horse, horse yeah. and we we see that he's strong enough to go toe to toe with uh, Brave Star. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's got his own strength. He doesn't need a gun. Of the to, horse. To, he doesn't need to use the gun first. Yeah, the horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so yeah, basically thirty thirty, he shoots like at these rocks to try to stop the coyote gang. Uh, but they, um, he's too late. They basically just hover away, and um, they get away. And Bravestar is angry. He basically chastises 3030 again for being too uh, trigger-happy. And now we are at uh, Marshal Bravestar's office, or the sheriff's office. And uh, the aforeman- aforementioned female character, uh, Judge McBride, and she is a judge in this show, uh, tell, oh, she is a yeah, judge? Oh, yeah, I thought is. that was just her name. She is an empowered woman who's uh, got a very high p- prestigious position in New Texas. Uh, I thought she was like another sheriff. No, 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 no. She's a judge. I mean, I guess she's a judge in the way that Judge Dredd is a judge, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Judge McBride tells Brave Star he came down too hard on 30. 
Um, and Brave Star says he's just too trigger happy lately. And then uh, Deputy Fuzz, one of the little mole, indigenous mole people of New Texas, he looks like a hobbit kind of thing, basically. He tells the sheriff something that's basically unintelligible. Um, and then um, I guess basically the coyote gang are they're spotted somewhere. And then Bravestar asks if anyone has seen 30, which no one has. Um, and uh, any comments about that scene? No, no. Uh, again, the whole time I'm watching, I just think it's so weird that this is what they went with. With Because uh, the implication here is, you know, gu- guns can kill people, right? Mm-hmm. And the implication here is that 3030 just... He's just too trigger. He's just been killing uh, too many people. Well, to thirty thirty's uh, credit, he shot at the rocks and not the coyote men. So he, he showed a little restraint. Uh, I, I suppose so. I suppose so. <laughs> we never saw like blow away anyone. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, maybe in the remake. In the remake, if there ever is one. Steve, have you ever? Because Creative Cavey in the chat had mentioned cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? It's like this weird crossover with. Oh, you, you're familiar with I it? I watched it uh, when I it premiered. Like a, yeah, back in the day. Oh wow. Yeah, we. Yeah, so he, he, he was suggesting that we cover it. And I just kind of pulled it up real quick, and I definitely think we should. Looks ridiculous. Oh, it's oh, like oh a, yeah, one hundred percent. It's. I would say it's one of those sort of internet classics that every show like ours gets to. But uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely should add that to the list. Um, all right, so now um, Bravestar heads to Outpost Ridge alone, where the Coyote Gang, I guess, is supposed to be lurking. Now we cut to 3030. He wanders the desert, talking to himself angrily. Like basically, he's like, "Oh, Bravestar doesn't appreciate me." He also he reminds me of Mr. Ed, also. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. And then he says, "Oh, maybe I'll just go back to where I belong." And so we cut back to uh, Brave Star. He stands next to the Coyote Gang, and they are now all uh, chained up or whatever. He tells Fuzz, the little Hobbit guy, to lock them up. And then Brave Star asks Judge McBride once again if she's seen Thirty Thirty. She says no, but maybe he went home to the Equestroids because he feels that Brave Star is no longer his friend, and. Uh, I mean, I don't mind this for, like, the crux of, like, uh, just, I guess, the episode to, like, have an episode or whatever. But, like, you know, grown men who have, like, been friends for a long time, you know, they rag on each other all the time. And, uh, uh, but, I mean, I guess it's the whole, you know, point of the episode, basically, and the, uh, you know, the lesson, as you said. Uh, So it almost just seems like, uh, you know, this you know, badass trigger happy whor- horse is just a little, little too sensitive. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, maybe he does seem mentally unstable. I don't think he should have a gun at all. <laughs> How to, to... dare you speak that way about a man horse? I mean, they're, uh, well, they've been, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? People, there's been a lot of hate against the man horse community. And here you are okay. accusing him of being, uh, psychologically impaired I'm, I'm sorry steve i i know this hits close I'm to your to, to home i'm you triggered an equine <laughs> uh, a former equine performer i apologize steve. i'm absolutely triggered <laughs> 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 so uh all right so then we're in this uh, uh we see some asteroids and then 3030 reminisces to when he and brave star first met uh basically they show the weird uh, equestroid place um, 
Brave Star breaks into. I kept. Wrote, I wrote. I originally wrote asteroids. Did you hear Equestroids the first time they said the name? Yeah, I heard Equestroids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I basically had to rewind it a few times, but anyway. So Brave Star breaks into the the temple of the Equestroids, which is like this big, like weird castle slash cathedral thing that has. Yeah. I, so am I supposed to believe the the hooved? Uh... Animals uh, built this? I I have no idea. Like maybe. How did they get their cyborg parts for that matter? I don't. Maybe the answers are in the Brave Star movie, which I'm going to mention that uh, at the end. But uh, anyway, so Thirty thought that uh, Brave Star was going to steal his sacred gun. So basically, Thirty has this massive um, like shotgun that has a name. He calls it Sarah Jane. But at the time, it's laying on this, like, sacred um, altar. And he refers to it as the sacred gun. Maybe maybe the creators of Brave Star actually are gun nuts. Like, Yeah, I mean, there's some uh, unhealthy things going on here. <laughs> like, uh, 3030's relationships with guns. I mean, I see why Brave Star is concerned. This is, like, not healthy. But, you know, like, Brave Star and... Um, uh, 3030's own friendship, that relationship is quite toxic, uh, in my opinion, as we'll see soon. <laughs> so uh, I meant to ask you at the beginning, but um, what do you think about the design of, uh, of Brave Star? Um, I mean, I, I think it looks pretty cool for 87, mm-hmm. actually. And most importantly, uh, in a uh, 80s cartoon, for once, we don't have a uh, Caucasian as the lead. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a Caucasian is playing him, and he, I guess he's supposed to be like Native American. Native American, exactly. Yep. Um, and then like the shaman thing, I was like, uh, it, it's a little tropey, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would um, say pulpy. I mean, this is all everything that you know, the sort, the fiction style of westerns that Americans, you know, when they close their mind, that's what they see. That's what's here. It's not historically accurate. Yeah. Either. Yeah, it's kind of like the John Wayne Native Americans kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, except this time they're not, you know, the bad guys. Right, which, I mean, is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's cool. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because, I mean, it, it's, it, it does kind of like set it apart immediately mm-hmm. from a lot of things you'd seen. And at least in the first episode, I mean, the shaman stuff. I, when he said he was going to go talk to a shaman, I was like, oh, my God, here we go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a bunch of like made up Native American stuff by like a white guy. It's going to be like real cringy, but they don't really lean into it as much as I thought they would. Right. Um, so it, it really wasn't uh, as bad as I as I that that thing as I thought it would be. So well, I'm glad you're yeah, into good, it good on them. because I've got your next cosplay for Megacon 2025. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's your Hell Brave Star. Actually, in the Obscuratron, there is a picture of the Brave Star costume that you could purchase back in 87 or 88. So we're going to have to use time travel to go back and find one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but anyway, moving on here. Um, all right, so let's see. 30. You know, he does have long hair, too. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I guess I could. You got I, it. I, I could pull him off. You could. You you could pull him and, off. And I'm not into guns, <laughs> so, you know. But just make sure you're able to handle eight inches, all right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm the eight-inch figure. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course you are. 
All right. So 30. <laughs> all right. So anyway, we're stuck in like 30s sort of reminiscing here about the first time you met Bravestar. Here's a weird noise. And um, oh, wait, no, we made it through that. Um, and basically, all right. So 30 is back in the temple of the equestrians. He hears a weird voice that says, return, return. And then Bravestar <laughs> takes this weird helicopter pogo stick thing to go to the um, Temple of the Equestroids. What do you think of that helicopter <laughs> pogo stick? Yeah, this is one of the times when I said earlier that sometimes the whole cyberpunk uh, kind of mixing it with old style stuff doesn't work. This is definitely one of them like that helicopter. It's like it's like he's on a scooter. Mm-hmm. Right, but imagine if the scooter part that you rest your leg on, the one that's not kicking the ground, just spins like a helicopter blade underneath your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Very dangerously. It was, and I see a historic nerd here says there was a Brave Star vinyl mini costume on eBay for seventy nine ninety nine. All right, dude, think about it, buddy. Think about it. All right, mm, I I'm I'm definitely gonna give it real thought. <laughs> So, uh, all right, where are we here? Okay, so Brave Star, okay. He uses a, oh, he all, there's also a scene here where Brave Star, he's trying to find 3030 and he has to use the tech visor, which is this infrared, almost like Cyclops looking, um, I don't know, VR. It's, it's like the Spock red v- helmet thing visor from the original series. It's, it's literally exactly like it to the point where I wonder if like it's a little like, you know, nod to that, or they did a base. Yeah, I don't even know why that's there, because it wasn't even a part of, like, the action figure, as far as I can remember. Um, but whatever, they just wanted to show that they were as, uh, you know, sci-fi as they could possibly be, I guess. Or maybe they just needed to a way to go, oh, look, I see 3030 over there. And uh, mm-hmm. so now we're back with 30 in the temple, and this voice says... Um, um, that he's one of 30's ancestors, and he needs to return to the past. And 30's like, oh, that's back when I was appreciated. Um, and then um, Bravestar shows up, and he's like, no, wait, you're appreciated here. And But then 30 goes ahead and enters anyway, um, and uh, it's too late for Bravestar to stop him. So somehow uh, that allows 30-30 to go to the past. Um, and, uh, then again, some more rocks try to fall on Bravestar, but he uses the speed of the Puma and runs away. Uh, any, uh, any comments on any of that stuff? Uh, nope, nope. Um, I think you covered it quite nicely. I do think it was weird though, that when they put on the vision thing, like you were saying, like his little red vision, Mm. it, I got, I thought they were gonna, he was gonna be able to like look through the walls or something with it. But instead, it just like made everything red and a grid came up and he's like, all right, I'm going to go in the same direction I was already going in. Well, it was the it was the 80s and you got to have that grid. You got to have the grid. Yeah. Just like, hey, we have a grid. (laughs) There's one right there. (laughs) (laughs) We can intersect two lines, too. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Bravestar goes to visit his uh, shaman who... Uh, I was actually watching the movie, which is the basically the origin of Brave Star, and I'm pretty sure that shaman is, is his dad or something because I I didn't finish well, it. The shaman does call him son. Yeah. A few so times. there you go. And I didn't know if it was like you know the colloquial you know son listen. You know, Absolutely. Or... 
or son, you came from my testicles. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is when things get a little uh, uh, furry erotic, if you will, because uh, the Shabbat is all like, ooh, what uh, what vexes you, son, more or less. And Bravestar is all like, I need 30-30 bad. And <laughs> so looking into the fire, Bravestar sees the temple of the Equestroids like it used to be. The shaman says 30-30 is part of the past now and may not remember him. Uh, the shaman takes Brave Star back to the past through the power of hand holding. Uh, <laughs> they just sort of yeah. hold hands around the, f- the, the. The shaman has cue like powers, basically. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so, shamans. By the way, uh, Steve, in the chat, Historic Dude mentioned that. He, well, I'll just read what he wrote. I actually had artwork commissioned from a gent who worked on Brave Star. He was shocked uh, that I even knew what that show was. Uh, uh, Ian, what, what, what did you have commissioned? I, I'd love to hear what kind of horse porn, uh, I assume. <laughs> I, I mean, did, was it like a double-page spread of Brave Star? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or was it the judge? You tell us. Um, yeah. But no, that's awesome. Maybe maybe, maybe a father-son Brave Star and Shaman special. I mean, who knows? Oh, oh. Or maybe the, the little Hobbit guys are in there somehow. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay. <laughs> So the shaman takes Brave Star back to the past, uh, and the shaman says they need uh, permission to enter. And then a stone statue crumbles, revealing the great talking horse Equus. And basically, he was the voice earlier who was encouraging Thirty Thirty to go back to the past. Brave Star apologizes, you know, saying that you know his friendship with Thirty Thirty, you know, it's legit. Blah blah blah. He, he he never uses the word love, but I mean, he basically loves him. Um, but that's not good enough for Equus, because Equus, he's just a bastard. <laughs> he says only stre- strength and skill can win back 30-30, which is really weird. I mean, like, I don't know. If you're going to win back a friend, you think there's got to be a better way to do that than, like, beating his ass at the end. Um, well, right, but, well, he says that. <clears throat> doesn't doesn't the uh, Equus say that? Thirty thirty doesn't remember him, so like that's the only reason why like you know your apology means nothing. Like you have to show through your actions or whatever. He does say that. Yep. But like you said, the actions are get into a fight. Like just ah, strange lessons. Strange right. Lessons. But I would say that's sort of like the cliche from back in the eighties and before that is like you know in all those buddy cop movies like Forty Eight Hours and uh, I think maybe even in like a couple of the Lethal Weapons. Like, the partners meet up, they hate each other at first, they get into a fight, and then they're, like, best friends forever. I mean, and that's also yeah. a cliche throughout, you know, Marvel comics and just comic books in general. Sure, sure. Um, so the shaman says if he wins, his magic will bring them back, but I guess if not, they're just going to be stuck in the past forever. Bravestar re-enters the Hall of the Equestroids. Bravestar grabs for the sacred gun. And 30 hits him in the face, which I was pretty uh, surprised that I'm, I tried to do research on this and I couldn't get a definitive um, answer. But uh, basically, you know, there was like a rule for a while there, like maybe during the 90s, like you couldn't show the impact of when someone like gets hit basically in the face. Right. And here they show it like he wallops him right in the face and like, yeah. knocks him yeah. back. And like there's another time where... I can't remember if it was Brave Star or um, Thirty Thirty, but one of them kicks the other like right in the face mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. like punts him in the face <laughs> yeah. like Randy Orton. I was like, I was surprised that they showed that too. Yeah. 
So Brave Star asks if 30 remembers him, and of course he doesn't. And 30, you know, grabs his shotgun and shoots at him. Uh, 30 thinks he's um, he stopped BS by man. There are so many avalanches in this cartoon, like so many, so much throat falling rocks like all over the place. And uh, so he thinks he stopped uh, Brave Star by once again burying him in rocks. But Brave Star uses the strength of the bear, and he roll kicks 30 into a wall. I think that might have been what you were talking about. Yeah, maybe. Brave Star continues to apologize, says he want, I, I want you back, Bra- uh, 30, 30. I want you back. But 30 punches him right in the jaw. But then Brave Star uses the strength of the bear. He throws 30, uh, once again, causing a cave-in. Uh, he knocks. Yeah, they're like destroying this whole like <laughs> sacred temple. So, yeah, yeah. Like, what is going on here? Right. Take it outside. Uh, but uh, brave. Uh, so um, it causes a cave in, and he knocks thirty out. He carries him out of the cave of Equestroids. Thirty comes to, and at first he says he thinks it was all a dream. And I was like, oh, are they are they really going to do that? And but no, um, Brave Star tells him it happened. And 30 is mad. He's like, wait a minute. I almost forgot. I'm mad at you. And uh, they basically still don't agree with, um, you know, 30's actions, his trigger happiness. But then they um, agree to disagree. Uh, 30 and Brave Star reappear at the shaman's lair. And the shaman says, true friendship is not always easy. And then they basically wrap it up. And that's when we hear about, uh, you know, the theme of the episode, which is... <laughs> yeah, they do a little, like, PSA, like G.I. Joe used to do. And I'm not, I mean, a lot of shows from this time had to do this um, to get around some of the laws you were mentioning, mm-hmm. uh, where it was like, well, there has to be an educational component to your show if it's also selling toys to kids. So the educational component here is supposed to be like, hey, sometimes you're going to get into fights with your friends, but that's no reason to get into a physical fight, even though... That's how they solved it. I think that's a, a great lesson, though. <laughs> like, you know, if you find out if you are like a super liberal and you find out your friends like a conservative, th- th- there's no reason you guys can't be friends. Right. Right. I think it depends on uh, <laughs> what they're conservative about, probably, you know. Sure. <laughs> well, Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's so weird, though, that at the end of the episode, like. You know, Brave Star and Thirty Thirty are talking, and Brave Star's like, you know, I still, you know, f- don't. I think you should be using your gun so so quick to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And Thirty Thirty's like, well, I don't think I'm ever going to change my mind about this, <laughs> about using the, my gun as fast as I can. And then Brave Star's like, well, he he literally says, well, I guess this is just one thing we're going to have to agree to disagree on. Right, right. Like, no, this is like a thing where people are getting shot or not shot. Like, it's not. A, well, there's actually a cutscene where 3030 is like, I also don't care for the Hobbit mole people either. And Brave Star is like, well, it's okay to be a little racist, 3030. We'll still be friends. It's okay. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, up? All right. Before we render our verdict, all right, I wanted to uh, address. All right. So I don't know about you, but as I was watching this, I was like, man, what a weird pilot to like a uh, cartoon where you don't even see the main villain. Like they mention him at the beginning. There's like in the, in the opening when he's talking to judge McBride, 
Brave Star's like, is Tex Hex up to his old tricks again? Like, that's the main villain, Tex Hex. And he's never right, seen... Right, right. And he just gets, like, a name drop. Right. That's it. So, basically, the pilot episode, the episode you're introducing the world or, you know, eight-year-olds to Brave Star, you don't see the main villain. He just... He fights with his best friend, and then that's the opening episode. I was like, why Why would they go with this? Like, were you? what were you thinking? I thought it was weird, too. But like I said, I mean, I, I thought a lot of things about this episode were weird, were weird. To me, this is just a weird episode. Good idea. They just picked maybe the wrong way to kind of go about it, I would say. Well, I found out <clears throat> why, more or less. And that's basically, so the Brave Star movie, also known as The Legend of Brave Star. I mean, that was basically animated first. And I think it's uh, supposed to be direct to uh, VHS at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was basically what they used to sell the idea of Brave Star to, um, to Mattel. And uh, for some reason, it didn't get released until after like the cartoon had premiered. I, I mean, I don't know if it's because you know, Mattel went ahead and you know, dropped the, the action figures before you know, the cartoon came out. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, I started watching it. And basically, the entire origin of everything is in that Brave Star movie. So I guess they intended everyone to watch that first, and then they were going to follow it up with this. And uh, I kind of wish I would have known that. I would have much rather have watched that first instead <laughs> of this. But whatever. It is what it is. We can always watch Brave Star another time, which is the movie, which is also on YouTube. Uh, and it looked the animation actually looked... Well, I mean, it's similar, but it just had a lot more uh, detail, I think. Uh, and also, I was reading where the Brave Star movie is also one of the first animated movies to use uh, um, CGI, which I know interests you oh, very highly. They used a lot of rotoscoping as well. But uh, all right, um, are you ready to render your verdict on Marshall Brave Star? Uh, let's do it. question. All right, Marshall Velasquez. Do you think that um, Brave Star should be remembered for all of human history? We're tossing the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Uh, I mean, based on this episode, I would say it's not that memorable, and I don't really have nostalgia for it. And I, I wasn't like super impressed. Uh, I'm gonna say, let's say it doesn't need to be remembered. <sighs> But just barely, just barely. <laughs> All right. Um, of course, uh, I'm going to have to agree to disagree here, partner. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? In the chat historic, when we were talking in the, about you know the agree to disagree, he like put like this thing for like a show, uh, like a blurb. He's a communist. He's a Nazi. But they're best friends. Tune in next week to left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. But yeah. uh, no, I love uh, Brave Star. I still think um, it's a great uh, cartoon, even this day. Awesome world building and genre mashups. Uh, if you want to watch it, I highly recommend you watch the Brave Star movie first. Though I don't think this is the worst episode by far, at least by things that we've watched. It's just a weird, a weird way to kick off a series uh, where you know the two 
people who are supposed to be friends are fighting amongst themselves and there's no villain around. Uh, but obviously they didn't intend it that way, but that's how it ended up. Um, so I guess that means we have ourselves a stalemate. This just in, those pathetic podcasters known as Obscurity Now have once again rendered a verdict of no contest. That's right, a stalemate. They've wasted everyone's time. They are just as lazy as Congress and twice as corrupt. Boo, I say, tar and feather them. Get out the guillotine. Boo to stalemate and boo to Obscurity Now. Well, you're lucky that the theme of this episode was uh, you can still be friends if you disagree on something, because otherwise I'd be out. I'd be out. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But no, I highly recommend to you, I think if you, you know, found your way to some mind-altering chemicals of some kind (laughs) and went on YouTube and watched the Brave Star movie, you would uh, change your mind in more ways than one about Brave Star. I see. So, So if I do drugs... Uh, that affect my mind and how it works while I'm on those drugs. I will then enjoy them. That's not quite the uh, positive review. It's. Uh, I think it's definitely watchable without drugs for sure. But I mean, a lot oh, of the. Oh, you're saying uh, for me? I mean, for anyone. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot of the uh, a lot of the anime. You know, it's very cosmic. There's a lot of uh, people using crazy powers and stuff. I think it would be a fun one to watch on mind altering. Uh, mind-altering chemicals that's right kids you heard it here first watch brave star on drugs <laughs> <laughs> and then go home and fuck a horse there you go uh there you go <laughs> <laughs> well this one's gonna get the uh explicit content rating for sure but uh all right i think uh let me make sure i hit all the trivia that i wrote down here i think i hit it all but uh anything else to add before we sign off here marshall you hell uh no i think i'm good uh so next week in honor of not watching the super bowl we're going to be covering the uh 90s cartoon that's right you get two cartoons in a row this week it's called pro stars i think and it's the uh the one with it's uh bo jackson rain gretzky and michael jordan right Come on, you know this. I, again, you know. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't even like really heard of this until you mentioned it earlier uh, before we went live. So, I don't know why you're looking to me. <laughs> how can you? Yeah, I can't believe you don't remember that. But anyway, yes. So, uh, if for those of you who don't, uh, oh, I know what I wanted to mention, and I want to mention it now because I don't. I think by the time our episode airs um, for the Super Bowl. Uh, People won't be talking about it anymore. I'd like to tell you about a conspiracy theory about the Super Bowl. Would you like to hear it? Okay. All right. Uh, Sure. (laughs) You don't have a choice there. You trigger-happy horseman, you. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, you know, um, your uh, contemporary, uh, who's the other uh, employee of uh, Reptilian Media, who you met at the Christmas party, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is his conspiracy theory. All right, so you know how the uh, the media, they uh, market Taylor Swift as being basically this infallible, like, goddess who's, like, perfect in every way, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so you know how, maybe you know or don't know, but she's dating one of the guys who plays football for the Kansas City Chiefs. Did, did you know that? Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, I know that. Okay, so they, I guess they cut to her a lot during football games. Uh, we don't watch right. football here on Obscurity now, uh, so. Yeah, and certain groups of people have been losing their minds about this. Right, sure, sure. So I guess when they, you know, they won the penultimate game to get into the Super Bowl, you know, there was a lot of shots of them celebrating and hugging and kissing and stuff like that. So the the theory here is the NFL is going to go out of their way to make sure that the Kansas City Chiefs win because you can't because if he loses, therefore Taylor Swift loses and you can't show Taylor Swift losing. What do you think about that? I think that that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? That's, uh, I mean, because think about how many more eyes were on those football games because of all the Swifties, because of her cult that follows her around. And uh, I, 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 no, Steve. No, you, no. You, let me walk you off the off the deep end here, Steve. <laughs> uh, back off the, the ledge here. No, no, this is uh, highly probable because, like, just think about it. If the Kansas City Chiefs lose, think about the number of people that would have to be involved in this conspiracy to work because you can't, you, there's so many players in an NFL game and so many people involved. You have to have everybody from not just the referees, not just the owners, but also the players, the coaching staff. You have to have all these people involved. And and none of them leak anything out. Like, just think about it logically. No, no, no. See, you're, uh, you're thinking about it the wrong way. All you have to, Logically? All you have – yes. <laughs> all you have to do – I mean, we remember it from, uh, you know, the Montreal screw job. All you have to do is get to the refs. That's all you have to get to. All you have to do is get to and, the uh, uh, Steve, and, and all the leaks that came out from the Montreal screw job. What what leaks? About about it, about it happening, about it being a thing. Like you can't keep things like that like secret. Yeah, like, but it's not happening. Right, yeah. I mean, all right, so Vince McMahon went up to uh Earl Hebner and told him, you know, to uh to screw Bret Hart, right? So that's all right. the NFL owners have to do. They call down. And, and Steve, before Bret Hart even left the building, people knew that <laughs> there had been this conspiracy. And that only required like a few people to like keep their mouth shut about it. That's what I'm saying. Like this would require so many more people because it's not because you have to leave so many things up to chance. Like, okay, how is this player going to move? How is that player going to move? No. Like basically all the plays would have to be set out ahead of time. Like if, Somebody like catches a clear, a fair catch in the end zone. The ref can't just be like, "Oh, that's not a valid." Catch. Well, sure he can. Sure he can. No, all they have no to do is around, call down there, can't. DQ this guy, you know, for using a, a steel chair, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, and, and and you do realize that, like, you know, the owners of teams, you know, they get more money when their teams go to the Super Bowl and the players. So, like, if whoever the Chiefs played against, you know, before they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, they get more money just for going. Those players would have gotten more money for beating the Chiefs by being in the Super Bowl, <laughs> even if they lose the Super Bowl. Like, like well, Steve, I mean, do you got to start thinking about things logically? I no, don't know no, what's no, going look, on. The, the thing is, is that I don't care about the Super Bowl one way or the other. I just found this conspiracy theory to be highly entertaining, and I'll be interested to see, you know, if they if they do lose, if somehow she loses some of her power.
you know, one thing that Ian, aka historic nerd, pointed out is that the Chiefs have been to like uh, several Super Bowls in the last five years. Oh, is that is that so? Well, then it's a lock. Then I guess I don't know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> no, 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 Steve. They were planning on five years ago on hey. Taylor Swift getting big and. Hey, how many boxing matches have been a work? A lot of them. And it's supposed to be. You need a lot less feet, but that requires a lot less people to fix. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. But I don't know. It's just something to think about. Every every example you've given is like an example that needs two or three people to be in on. Look, it. I'm just the messenger here. I don't really believe. And, and one the Taylor way... Swift thing would require hundreds of people to be in. But on just it. but just think about it though. What if the NFL was just like, well, this Taylor Swift has gotten a lot of eyes, a lot more eyes on our product. We wanted Do, to keep... do you think the Super Bowl was going to have low ratings? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, do you think that's what the NFL is thinking? No. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. Sure. I love how offended right. you are at this. I love... <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not offended. I'm just surprised <laughs> that you're not thinking this through. <laughs> no, I mean, it's completely ridiculous, but I'm still enjoying it is what I'm saying. I, I don't enjoy conspiracy theories anymore, to be honest. But I, back in like the early 2000s, I did. But now they just they just inspire people to have like dangerous thinking. Not saying you do. Yeah, I, but I this yeah. this isn't gonna hurt anyone. It's just something to. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, people start to get into conspiracy theories, and then they eventually like roll. Not everyone, but a lot. Unfortunately, too many people then eventually just keeps looking into conspiracy theories. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. And then next thing you know, in six months later, they're like a QAnon. Uh, you know, person that thinks like you know everyone's a lizard person. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I can't be responsible for them, you hell. I can only be responsible for me and you. <laughs> uh, I'll, I, 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 I will shut that at a conspiracy theory. <laughs> All right. people, people need to be taught to think about things logically. All right, la- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you watch and you see who wins. And we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Wait, so now if the Chiefs win, you're confirmed as being correct. Look, my my belief in things is the only thing that matters. I don't uh, need so, facts so and logic anymore. Lose, if, if the Chiefs lose, will you apologize <laughs> for even bringing this up no, and wasting see, like 20 minutes of our life? Oh, you think this is a wait? Go, you go complain to Robert Dunn because he's the one who told me about it. Uh, but, uh, all right. Well, if you're still listening, thank you for listening. Uh, if you're not subscribed, please do, uh, a couple, we've gotten a couple of, uh, subscribers in over the past couple of weeks or whatever. It's been great. We're, we're blowing up. We're huge. We're bigger than the NFL. Uh, and we're, Swift we're regular together. Swift, Taylor Swift's over here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah. So make sure you join us next Sunday for, what all stars or all whatever they are, and uh, we will see you uh, next Sunday. All, we... all you're thinking about is your next conspiracy theory. <laughs> see, <laughs> they're entertaining. They're entertaining. Uh, yeah, exactly. Historic nerd here says question everything, even the Super Bowl. All right, no fear, and we're gonna we're gonna cut it off there. All right, we'll see you next Sunday, everybody. Goodbye. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.